Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the summer edition of Her Ice. We have a special guest in the building. Technically, he also pays the rent here, so I guess he can kind of come and go as he pleases. Uh, Anthony Scott, welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. I have so many pages worth of notes. They're all color-coded, and you have two lines of barely legible chicken scratch. But I, so but congrats. I, I speak 50% of this podcast. That's fine with me. Don't if you want to speak 50%, that's fine with me. This hockey writer doesn't need any notes. I've had a 20-ounce Red Bull, so I'm going to end up speaking just as much as you today. We've got a packed show for you. We We're going to go over uh, the Women's World Championship gold medal game tonight. We're going to hit some recruiting news, mm-hmm. some coaching changes, some official transfers that can be proven. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Law & Order lately. Uh, we're going to discuss Hockey Day Minnesota, and then at the end, so you have to wait for it, we've got a few breakout teams for you stretching from all the way up north to kind of down south we kind don't of. we don't get past the metro area but but that's yeah. okay so yeah. let's dive into the women's world championship update us and canada will meet tonight in the gold medal game are you surprised no there's only two good teams in the world and, yeah. and finland can occasionally hang on remember the world championships was two years ago i can't remember it was in the spring and there was a big time controversial uh, shootout play that Finland kind of got the raw end of the deal on. And Typical then the Ameri- Finland. And then the Americans went on and won. I don't think it's going to be a, a David Goliath kind of thing. This I think With the U.S. and Canada? Yeah, Canada's so much better. You saw them. It was, it's not even I don't close. know if the, skill-wise, I don't know if they're better. It looked like they played 10 times harder yeah. during that preliminary game. I don't know if the U.S. gals had lead in their skates or what, but the Canadian women were skating all over the place. There was almost a fight. Love it. That was interesting. Uh, Canada pretty much came out on top of that one, too. There's a player, um, I don't know her first name, but Rattray, mm-hmm. Rattray or something. In any case, we have some record breakers on this U.S. team. So Let's even if they fall in the gold medal game, uh, Hillary Knight, Knight broke the goal-scoring record. She broke Cami Granado's record. Cami Granado uh, joined the period break broadcast during the Canadian preliminary game and shared her thoughts. That was fun to watch. And Brianna Decker is the new assist leader, breaking the record previously held by Chrissy Wendell and Jenny Potter. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I Googled a lot of stuff today. No, but I think it's fascinating that we just we just throw out Chrissy Wendell and Jenny Potter, and we know them from just our youth hockey Best experiences. Best you know what I mean? I think it's, it's, it's interesting to see that these players, you know, we think of them as legends. We know them as legends, but we know them on a day-to-day basis, you know? Well, I, I probably spend more time thinking about what time Jenny Potter is going to show up at the Bantam Elite Games so that we can get a roster change or we can give her her team jacket or something rather than her illustrious career with the women's program. It's so funny. Is, you know, she coached uh, women's hockey, and she played both D3 and D1. But we think of her more as Cullen's dad and a boys' coach. Jenny. Yeah. You know. it's, it's, it's kind of like with Matt Cullen. Right. At some point, they just become the coach that needs to hurry up and turn in their waivers. Otherwise, we're behind schedule. Correct. For us. For us, for at sure. least. Sure. Uh, Grace Zoomwinkle's named player of the game last week. And she, when I first wrote this, this was a while ago. This was almost a week ago that I first wrote this down. But she was the only player tied with Knight 
uh, as the only U.S. players with at least one point in the first three games of the tournament. When she was named player of the game, do you think that the uh, the uh, Hockey Federation spelled her name correctly? If the University of Minnesota is any indication, no, they didn't. <laughs> I think it's still wrong. If, well, I haven't I been to Ritter since wrong. the camp, but they held her, put her uh, All-American banner up and they spelled her name wrong. Yeah, I was say we should banner. probably offer some some context to that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's it's funny, but it's also kind of sad. Yeah, it's. Hey, I'll 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 at least say this. Whenever I've typed her name in the past and her sister's name in the past, I always have to think L E E L. It's so always L E. I know. Maybe you should I spend more time. On, you should spend more time in the girls' game. Oh come on, let's not go there. Where are we gonna go there? Are we gonna go there today? I, mean, that don't I don't spend to. time on the girls' game. We have so much. Where more was to I? To. Where was I in June? On the golf course. No, I was not. I just I was running the NAFE tournament, which introduced. Yeah, you act like I wasn't there. I know, but my but I, you act like I wasn't there, right? Mm. Fair. We should go to couples counseling. We should. All right. <laughs> we'll bleed into some recruiting news. The most recent batch of recruits. There were four of them in July. Rogers. Rogers is Rogers yep. Rogers forward. Avery Farrell commits to Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce. Uh, we had a nice note from David Stockdale, their head coach, who thanked us for bringing up his program on this program. So, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to David today. I wouldn't say just on this program, but I think, and you guys do a great job here. But we also on Twitter. I think we we have a really building a nice base of friendships and relationships with all the Division One coaches. And NAFE is one of those avenues where we got to know a lot of Division One coaches. And again, we did the same with our, our Summerfest event as well. Yeah, he made a good point. He said that when you're the new kid on the block and you're just this tiny school, I think they're in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. he said it's so important for people to talk about them because, I mean, the, the University of Minnesota is going to get theirs. The University of Wisconsin is going to get theirs. BC is going to get theirs. BU is going to get theirs. But when you're the Franklin Pierce Ravens, who I don't know how many people have actually heard no. of the Franklin Pierce Ravens, it, free advertising like this is priceless. When I was up north at the uh, golf tournament in World, I saw Gino Hendrickson, and I asked Name her, dropper. And I said, hey, hey Gino, did you, uh, are you looking forward to it? She goes, I can't wait. I'm so excited to get out to Franklin Pierce. And and, and really get started with the, with the Ravens. Well, if the contingent of Minnesota girls they have out there right now play the way they can, it's going to be a solid program. I think they had nine Minnesotans it's on their roster. It's growing, too. It's growing. So Like weeds. All right. We got a couple uh, more. Prior Lakes Ryan Kearns. She is committed to Long Island University, best jerseys in the country. And Olivia LaRoche from Minnetonka, committed to Sacred Heart. Greta Piaski to Lindenwood. That does it for July. In June, Elk Rivers, Kylie Huseth, another Franklin Pierce commit. The Gazdick twins, Janessa and Juliana. These are the ones that I'm most concerned about. Concerned about? Just most interested in because they are juniors to be. So only three juniors to be this year's junior class have committed, which is brings up the, tr- the, the recruiting trend, which is very troublesome, if you ask me. Gazdick, Gazdick, and Hanson. Yes. Okay. All They've to all Mankato. committed to Mankato. And that's it. Any Gopher commits? No. Any Wisconsin commits? No. Any BC commits? No. Any no commits? There's a ton of great juniors to be right now that are uncommitted, and they could have committed on August 1st. It's August 31st. It's been 30 long days for this sports writer waiting for these commits to happen, and they have not happened. Why? No, I mean, you can thank, Why is that, Peter? You can thank COVID for giving every player an extra year of eligibility. And we talked about this before the show where if you are a boys 
high school hockey player in Minnesota, you can, I use the term squirrel away yes. in some remote junior BC, league. BC, The AJHL, the BCHL, the NA, the NA3, the NA4. God forbid, the USHL. The, the USHL, you can, you can go anywhere and kind of extend your career and find a place to play. But for girls and for women, it's high school to college. What do we do? There, Nothing. there is no. It's coming. There's no. You know it's zone. coming. You know there's. And there are a ton of. League. And it's not like the girls have an NHL team or an NWHL team breathing down their neck saying, "Yeah, I know you're a senior. You have an extra year of eligibility, but we need you to come play for our AHL team right now." Correct. Which is the situation with some of the men's players, where yeah, I'd like an extra year of eligibility, and you know the Bruins or the Wild or the Rangers say. Mm. No, we want to get you into our lineup. We're it's the Scott Reedy. Scott Reedy played yeah. his four years. You could do a comparison with Scott Reedy and Grace Zumwinkle. Same age, same everything, right? I think Grace might be a better player. Oh, wow, that's a good one. So Scott graduated, played his four years. He had the chance to go play pro with San Jose. Or you have Grace Zumwinkle, who had four years. She completed her four years. Now she has her Olympic, her shot at Olympics, which I think she's got a decent shot. If she doesn't make the Olympic team, guess what? She's got another year eligibility at the University of Minnesota. Which is great for her, but not great news for an incoming freshman who's either taking classes. I mean, what fun is taking 12 credits and having to go to weightlifting at 6 in the morning when you don't get to play? Yeah, it's the ding, ding, ding. It's, it's the perfect, comparing those two is the perfect example. They both had good careers at the university. One can go play professionally. One's only hope is to do that. And if she takes that extra year, now we're preventing another kid from Minnesota or wherever to come and play. Yeah. And the other difference is that one of them will have their name on the wall when they leave. <laughs> oh, uh, a good example of that is, is Vivian Jungles. Vivian was going to accelerate her education and, and go to the university. This Probably year. could have played as a top four. Yeah. As a senior. As, as a senior in high school at the university of Minnesota, mm-hmm. but they held back two or three uh, seniors said, I'm going to take my extra year. Vivian says, mm, I'm going to stay home and probably win miss hockey. Yeah, that sounds a safe bet. (laughs) Moving right along, Isla Rice Camp from Orono. You'll hear about the Spartans Mm -hmm. a little later in the show. She commits to Sacred Heart. She will join Olivia LaRoche. And Shay Messner switched her commitment from Vermont to Dartmouth. Um, It's not really a step down or a sideways move. Mm. You're going to the Ivy League, so congratulations, Shay. Greta Branton, too, right? Greta Branton also switched her commitment. No longer Clarkson. And she is now at, it's not Dartmouth. No. I haven't written that article yet. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I haven't done sorry that one to, yet. She's a, she'll go out either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Did she go to Cornell? I, uh, I don't think it's it Cornell. Red. I want, maybe Wisconsin? I thought it was she switched to a red school from a green school to a red school. I don't know. I'll write that article tomorrow. All right. You, you keep going. I'll get you a Greta <laughs> Branton flip here in uh, a second. All the way back in May, uh, Taylor Larson. From uh, Brainerd, Little Falls, committed to Bemidji State. Sophie Helgeson from Roseau, committing to Wisconsin. Memphis Mertens, also from Roseau, committing to Franklin Pierce. And Ellie Anderson from Fergus Falls, committing to St. Cloud State University. So not too far to go for Ellie for her college career. Do we have a Greta Branton signing yet? Sorry. Are you sure? It's not in her, it's not her profile on Twitter. I'll go, to, I'll go to Insta. You keep going. I'll, I'll have it here. Sorry. That's it. That's all I got. That's all, yeah. it, I, ran show's out of, over. I ran the out show's of over. <laughs> it doesn't have to be over. All right. All right. Here we go. Clarkson hockey. 
I don't know what that means. She transferred then. She's Clarkson committed. Maybe it's Sloan Matthews. This is going really well. I know it's going great, isn't it? She went to Ohio State. Thank you. Sloan Matthews was the one who sorry. Those two, oh, I've always sorry. Pa- I've packaged them together yeah, for so many years. And I'm like, oh, those and I was are right. Red color, like, right? Oh, the Wyzetta girls that are going to Clarkson. It's Brandon and Matthews, but Sloan yep. Matthews flips from Clarkson to Ohio State. And remember, folks, it's never over until they sign that N L I. Not to be confused with the NIL, which is becoming a really big That's starting term to here. piss me off, though, because I get them confused all the time. I know. Well, the NIL is name something name image, license, likeness. image license likeness for licensing purposes. And Sammy Walker was able to pull it off on the boys' side. Will there be any girls at the college level, women at the college level, be able to use their likeness to make a buck? Well, if any of them could, it would be Grace. Zoom Winkle, yeah, to bring her up for the fifteenth time, or she could come back. These kids can go make Olympic dreams and come back to college and kind of cash in as well. Mm -hmm. There was um, not to throw out any free press, but Barstool Sports announced that they were they were interested in representing athletes, and I bring them up because Johnny Sorensen on the men's team signed with Barstool, so they're going to help him with. Promotional work and sponsors yep. and all that stuff. And I was they, texting with Johnny last night, as a matter of fact. Name dropper. Big time. Again. What did he want? Well, not to be... Is he walking under, onto the football team? No, no. He could. He probably he could. could. He's one of the best athletes you'll ever see. They are going to get just murdered by Ohio State. You like that, don't you? Of course I do. All right. Anyway, moving more off-season news, we have coaching changes. And I'm going to hold off on the big one because there's so many branches that could come off that... Little acorn. Oh, I think that I know which big tree. one you're talking about. So we'll we'll go with uh, one that might have flown under the radar. Jim Colty's going from the Champlain Park Coon Rapids co-op a to hire. Maple Grove. It's a big hire. I don't know if it's that big. Of a no, it's a big hire because think about what happened to Maple Grove. They bring in a coach, you know, young coach, and in one year, in one year, the parents on. were able to, you know. Round up the the lynching and just, well, it's okay. awful. I would, it's I w- awful. I would not it's, go. It's I would bad. not go that far. It's too bad. My I point would is, not go that I far. would just say I just don't like when coaches are are given a short leash. I like sh- coaches who get a longer leash. Sometimes they saying. need a short leash. Though. Okay, right. and I mean I'm not going to pontificate on anything I've heard about the Maple Grove. I've heard switch. my rumors too. I've heard, yeah, but it's, I, there's a lot of as, as no one argue. There's a ton of talent in Maple Grove. Their youth girls program is phenomenal. It is. They're top five every year at the yeah, which at is the why 10A, I was, the twelve A and the fifteen A. So there's plenty of players. But there. I, I was also a little surprised that they wouldn't go with kind of an in-house hire. Yeah. To continue the line of succession at Maple Grove, but they've, you know, going from Amber Heglin, who's so steady and oh, so successful so for good. so long, it feels a little bit. Not the wheels are coming off, but there's also going to be added competition this year. Blaine is going to get better. Yep. I mean, they're not going to get 14 points out of the leading scorer again, and they still have nope. one of the best goalies in the state in Haley Hansen. Centennial went to state last year, so Maple Grove doesn't have the monopoly on the section anymore. So no. to, you throw in a coaching change. Uh, who knows what's going to happen. And a lot of those Maple Grove girls are headed to Benilde, which we'll get to later. There are sure a few the of them. That's yeah. actually our next uh, coaching hire. Uh, Kevin Gray and Kelly Panic will be the co-coaches of Benilde St. Margaret's taking over for Sean Podine, who is going to take on the role of regular old hockey dad yeah. for this season as Junior plays for 
He's going to play Red Knights, isn't he? Nope. He's going to play Bantams. He'll play Bantams. Okay. Yep. At St. Louis yep. Park. In any case, now he can just be a hockey dad. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's a nice uh, a nice in-house hire again by Benilde, keeping Kelly panic. That, to me, is incredibly important when you consider her pedigree and her connection with the girls. Never heard a negative word about her. Players seem to love playing for love her. her. You can't argue with her resume at all. Just on the other night, they had the whole team was out over at the rec center watching probably the Canadian game, I think it was. I think so. They're watching a game, but uh, it, it raises the question. Kelly is very likely to make the Olympic team, mm-hmm. which means she's not going to be coaching this year, which puts Kevin Gray right in the driver's seat. Right. right? So it, it's not a situation where, hey, we need two coaches because one of you isn't capable of running the program. They legitimately need two coaches because Kelly has international team obligations that are going to take her out of coaching for two and a half months. Yeah. And, and again, after this year, will she come back? maybe do PWHPA and coach for sure. They will. I mean, for sure that, that this is a placeholder for Kelly long-term to run a very viable private school, double a program in Minnesota, which will be a viable option for lots and lots of teams for long team, long term basis. You know, we'll see how long she sticks around because she's another kind of like a Sammy Reaver where you can bet your skates for lack of a better term that the college Coaches and college athletic directors have probably made phone calls saying, "Hey, are you interested about moving?" There's not on a lot of spots, life? though. There's just not a lot of spots. Well, the, it, you got to find an athletic director that wants to win and doesn't yeah. view women's hockey as just kind of this easy place where you can borrow five thousand dollars for the men's basketball team. When I did my podcast with Natalie Darwitz a couple years ago, or, or maybe a year ago during COVID, I thought it was interesting. We, I'm not sure if it was on the show. Before the show, she said, you know what, I, I really wanted a coach, but I'm a mother of two, and I have a husband that works full-time. It was really fine, hard to find a job, but I wanted to be involved in the game. So the Hamlin Athletic Director came to me, and we made a deal. It was, it was a weird deal. Like, like I didn't have to be at the office. I didn't have to. There were certain boxes I didn't have to check that a normal coach would have to check. And the coach and the AD agreed to it. I was able to coach successfully from my office in Prior Lake at my house and then go in and coach at the certain set amount of time that worked around my husband's schedule and, and my kid's schedule, blah, blah, blah. All these things. I was like, wow, this is like the new age for female coaches at Basically, at high school and college, and she was able to successfully pull it off at Hamlin. And obviously, when Brad reached out to her and her assistant at Hamlin to come and coach, it happened. It all went down nicely, and I think that's going to be she will Natalie will has set the bar for Kelly Panic and the rest to go in and say who want to have children and and have a life and and also coach at a very high level and I think Kelly could follow in her footsteps well hopefully that becomes the template because women have absolutely gotten the raw end of the deal when it comes to coaching because you know their husbands do have full-time jobs and they haven't they weren't saddled with a child yeah and the pay at the University of Minnesota assistant or or the pay at Hamlet isn't so large enough where the husband could stay home I mean this isn't these aren't this well, isn't the, Bob okay, Motzko paychecks, right? Yeah, but let's go even further. The paychecks in women's collegiate athletics, period, don't Correct. really allow for the spouse to not work. Possibly. I would be curious to know who the highest paid women's hockey coach is. would have to be Harvard. Thank mm. She's been there forever. It's probably not even that high. Mm. 200000 maybe? Probably. I bet you, oh, Brad Frost makes 200000 
I would. We're going to get that. an email from Brad Frost in about <laughs> it after this Brad publishes. Brad Frost does not listen in, to our show. An hour later, Brad's going to be like, I've been sitting at 55 for the last 10 years. I do it for the perks. I do it for the free windsuit and the free Nike sneakers. No, you think he has to make... He makes over 100. You 200 all, might be super high. You could also argue that the University of Minnesota women's program has been their best athletic program bar freaking none. Over the, over the last 10 years. 10, 15 years. 10 years for sure. All right. Final high school coaching change. This is the big one. Former Blake coach Sean Reed moves over to take over. Moves over to take over. Good repetition, Peter. Mm-hmm. Takes over at Hill Murray. He takes over a very talented Hill Murray room. Young talent, old talent. They have a nice mix of veterans and young people and a fertile ground, shall we say. Hill Murray tends to peel away the best of the East Metro players, with the exception of some of the homegrowns at Stillwater. But if you get a really good player from Matamidi, like an Ali Franco, they generally mm-hmm. will matriculate to Hill Murray. Well, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Johnny Pohl, Christy Wendell are building a beautiful cabbage patch of East Side girls There's a lot of at the youth, at the youth level in Woodbury. There. Every time I go watch a Woodbury youth game the last three years, there's a pole on the ice and a pole or a Wendell coaching on the ice. He's the athletic director at the school. He hires, hits his hire. He goes and hires arguably the best coach in the state, one of the best coaches in the state who, who stepped down from Blake. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to walk in. He's going to have protection from the athletic director. He's going to have a fertile amount of recruits that are coming in through Christy and Johnny. This will be, if not the best team, one of the top three teams every year. Watch out Andover. Watch out Edina. Watch out Minnetonka. Gentry. Watch out Gentry. Here comes Hillmary in a, in a serious way. And that's not to come off as nefarious to anyone listening i mean you throw a rock you're gonna hit a dozen coaches with strong ties to athletic directors i mean this is just kind of how it works when you start playing big time hockey and wouldn't you also hire somebody that you were comfortable with that you knew you could have disagreements with and it would be okay instead of someone that you're always battling so with a good relationship between the athletic director and the coach that's always Great. Always a positive. I say this all the time. I'm going to say it on the boys' podcast probably on a weekly basis. State championships are not one on the ice. They're one in the lobby. And this is another place where the lobby is winning. The recruiting in the lobby, the friendships that are gained in off-season hockey, they they matriculate into the high school because the high school stage, even for girls, it's a huge stage. Huge, huge stage. Now, Now we're filling the lower bowl. For for a girls' state final with Andover and Edina two years ago, it's going to happen. It's going to happen again. That the game, the Andover Edina game this year on on statewide TV is going to be unbelievable for the game. We'll get to that later. It's going to be bananas. The one negative I do see out of this is Coach Engstrom at Hillmary. She was an assistant slash associate coach for eleven years, and she coached one season on her own as the as the coach. I think the players liked her uh, obviously I can't speak for parents because I don't ask parents their opinion on a high school coach but I think the players liked her I enjoyed her she came off as in our conversations she's sharp she's with it she knows what she's doing so uh, kind of a bummer that coach Engstrom has to step aside I'm gonna say this we I, I just talked about yay rah rah we got a, another big great 
team here with mm-hmm. the Gentry and the Hill Murray with the Andover Minnetonka, all that stuff. That is all great, but it also is bad for the game as well. It, it we're basically we're we're sucking. There's only the straw can only suck so many players, right? So there's going to be lesser and less. 11th ranked to 20th ranked teams to compete against the top 10 teams. It just seems like it's going to be slowly but surely becoming a four to eight horse race every year in girls high school hockey. Well, you can thank off season, off season hockey. That's On my both point. Boys and girls. Side. Totally talented agree. players totally want to play with other talented players. It, I also don't buy the narrative. The, it feels derivative to me to say, if you can play, they'll find you. Okay, yeah. finding you is one thing, but when I interviewed Joey Pierce for his NHL draft profile, sorry about that, he didn't actually end up getting drafted. That's kind of a right. bummer. But we talked about his move from Leaving Ely, Ely to, to Hermantown. Yeah. And they might be nice folks in Ely, and I love Ely as a town and as a community, but you go from Ely where you're handed the puck and say, go do your thing, and you move over to Hermantown. Where you play hockey. Where you play hockey, hockey, and you go to this defensive, basically, academy, and you're training with these other uh, Division One and NHL types, there's a difference between being the natural tucked away in the sticks yeah. and being a really good player who needs some fine-tuning. It's a good analogy using Joey. That's a good example of where a lot of these people, you know, these kids that are living in Cambridge and they're living in New Prague and, and they're finding their way to Holy Family. They're finding their way to these other schools. Uh, I, I was talking to a hockey uh girls hockey dad about no it was actually a boys hockey dad about a kid and I'm like well where is he playing next year I was like oh, he's playing in Andover I'm like well doesn't he live in Cedar or like <laughs> somewhere like that uh, East Bethel that's where it says he goes well yeah they're, they're moving they're moving like 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 matter of like like of course they're moving and they, yeah. and I hear about it all the time with these girls like you know we talked about Danny Brunette moved over to Chicago. Why? Because she's friends with Danny Bergen. Where was that established? In off-season hockey. And guess what? We, as hockey reporters, get the joy of saying, Whee! Chicago Lakes is good at hockey. Yeah. That's fun. It really is fun. But we know Danny's really from Blaine. Yeah. You know? And it it just seems like there's this, like, uh, uh, musical chairs. And hopefully we don't lose chairs as a result of it. I think we're going to lose chairs, man. I know. I just, it just it's it speeds up every year, and let's not pretend like players moving associations is new, or that it's something that just came about in the last five years because of I the know. blades and all the off season yeah. options. This has been going on since the beginning of time. Competitive people want to win, and competitive people will find a way. Yep. To win. And when you play off-season hockey, maybe you don't like the kids in your association. It happens. Maybe you just don't like it. Switched to, I switched associations. You did. As a kid. Because you needed better. No, it's because my, <laughs> my dad got tired of driving across town to get my waiver signed so I could play for Roseville. And you know what? It ended up being the best decision ever. Ever, honestly. Yeah. I, I made a ton of new friends, and I became better as a hockey player. But uh, that's neither here nor there. That was a long, long time ago. All right. It's a good uh, segue into official transfers. And when I say official transfers, I mean, I almost said the S word, stuff that you can verify via hardcore sources. 
Yes. Or the internet. So Ava Lindsay, this one. Or the lobby. Or the lobby. Where we get a lot of our information. I've had too many conversations next to the concession stand. Yes. Uh, Ava Lindsay will move from Breck over to Minnetonka. That Breck program lost its coach just on the eve of the playoffs last year. And I think they're facing kind of an exodus. Yep. But uh, Ava Lindsay, easy to put your finger on the Minnetonka High School girls, tweeted out something congratulating her for making a select U18 roster. Uh, Super talented Minnesota commit. She had 35 points last year for the Mustangs as a junior. This is her home association. Yeah, she played there. So it's not like it's a a cross-country move. Maybe one year of 12A because she played as a seventh grader. So she would have played 10A, 10A, 12A maybe for Minnetonka. Maybe one year. Yeah. Well, she's got 137 career points. She won three Class A state championships with Breck. Looks like another weapon on the skipper ship. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's just one of them. There's more to come. Did you get her her D partner from Minnetonka? Going to Minnetonka, too? Kleppinger? Yeah. I hadn't that's confirmed not your, that That's one not on your official that's, list? That's not on my official list. The scuttlebutt is I would Ellie Kleppinger will also move over. A lot of money that she'll be in a Minnetonka sweater next, it's next nice, year. It's nice to know that yeah, you not have official, a lot of money to bet. Yeah, it's not official, but I would bet, bet a ton. <laughs> I would bet at least six dry erase markers that she'll be there next year. It's a good, I was going to say segue again, but that's a good note because the skippers lost Rory Gilday, Hannah Baskin, Kaylee Crawford, and Bryn Dulock last year, so three mm-hmm. defenders and a goalie. So it looks like there's a goalie spot kind of open. I'd be willing to bet that Minnetonka has some really good players in the line that could take over for Dulock. Mm-hmm. But Gilday, Baskin, those are two defensive spots up for grabs right there. Okay, so Kleppinger would fill So Kleppinger fills one of your top okay. four. A uh, little more crowded at the forward line. That top line of Kendra Distad, Lindsey Avar, and Grace Sedura played brilliantly last season. It'll be interesting to see where Lindsey f- – fits in but if you're on the staff or in the lineup at Tonka you're not going to say no no stay away go for commit no she's good um any others going to Minnetonka on your sheet there not on my sheet no it seems like I will say this it seems like in the when I when I'm at the rumor mill it seems like there's one big one we'll talk about in just a second. There's one that's coming. Uh, there's There are others that are coming there. There are others that are going to be, that will arrive there this year. Um, on top of that, um, there's going to be a blockbuster. Uh, Blockbuster's bankrupt. Blockbust. No, not going to be a blockbuster move in as well. Two sisters from Section 7. Oh, Jesus. Two sisters from Section 7 that will likely end up at Minnetonka. You are as well. not a master of subtlety, are you? I didn't say anything other than that. There's a lots of, of players in Section 7. <laughs> okay? Just saying that. All right. Well, well this one. I know for sure. All right. Mr. Uh, Josie, Josie Lang, another Breck player, is going to transfer to Stillwater. It's a little bit of a homecoming. Uh, Stillwater and Matamida are in that same district. They're in the same school district, aren't they? Mm-mm, no, mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. But they're very they're close. close. Geographically, they're pretty they're close. They're neighbors. So yes. Kind of like Lindsay's move. It's not like Josie Lang is going from you know, Burnsville to Baudette. Right. So Josie Lang, she played well as a freshman last year. She had 14 points for the Mustangs, played as an eighth grader. I think she was a top four defender for Breck last year. So she will add depth. Josie? Oh, yeah. For sure was. And skill to the pony blue line. Okay. Any others in the transfer portal? That's all I got. 
All right. Well, sorry to. I had I had the Lang one because of a the level of source. You know, there are sources that are uh, internet names with avatars, and then there are sources that are real people that would know these things. Yeah. Well, I think the Minnetonka one is good. Minnetonka, by all accounts, we're talking all the way down to the twelve A level. Everybody seems to be all the. All the arrows are pointing towards everyone going to Minnetonka. That's just what I keep hearing. I can't blame them. Well, they have a great coach. I mean, it's Tracy fantastic coach. is is on par uh, as one of the top coaches in the state. Tracy also wants to win. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that right out there. When Todd and I did her pre-state tournament interview, it is clear that Tracy is obviously invested in developing players and – Developing young women. Tracy wants to win. Yeah. Tracy wants to win. Yeah. She wants oh, to yeah. win bad. Yeah. And that, gosh, you just think about the glut of talent. It's their crazy. Their 15-18, the, the which is so freaking was, good last year. They were so deep. And they're so young. Sadura is an underclassman last year. Avar was a freshman. I think she was a freshman. And Distad yep. was a freshman. So two yep. freshmen and a sophomore on that top line. They're all back for the next two years. Yep. She'll be a, a late, she's a late 05, uh, Avar is. She's in that same class as St. Martin and Halverson in that class. She's a stud. Yep. She reminds me of Peyton Hemp. Yes. Honestly. All right. Well, that's high praise. It is high praise, but I think they kind of play the same way. They're both kind of nasty. They both play physical when they have to. They're both really strong below the dots. I got a, a whole dossier on, on Peyton Hemp in a scouting report. All right. Speaking of Andover, bleed into Hockey Day, Minnesota, Edina. And actually, I'm no, I'm going to save Edina Andover for after this point. That sucks for the Mankato teams. We're going to get that to that. That sucks that they don't get to play in the primetime game. I get it. Edina Andover is probably one versus two, whether Andover is number one or Edina is number one. But the Mankato teams are, Mankato's hosting. And Mankato East, Mankato West, I don't know if anyone listening has been to that rivalry game. It's on par with everything else. If you go to an East-West crosstown battle in Mankato, you're in for a treat. I think this is going to be a really funny announcement, but Peter doesn't know that... Uh, the athletic department from Mankato West has reached out and requested that Tony and Peter broadcast their hockey day game. They did not request that. That's your idea. No, they came to us. I swear to you. I'll show you an, uh, I show you a, a text that says we would like you to do it. And well, I said, print that. As long, we don't know if it's not solid Print yet. it. I want to put it on my wall. Okay. As long as it's okay with Fox and... Every, all the powers to be, we will be down in Mankato for the Mankato East, Mankato West girls game. I'm going to tell you something. Screw the Maybe powers. Maybe even the boys, too. Screw the powers that be, dog. We just can't go I, to some place where we're not welcome, like, and that's I, not going to be what we're going to do. But I, look, I think there's a good chance we could have that game on YHH. I understand that hockey day. How cool would both of those games be if we did both the boys and the girls? I want to do both. I want, to, I want to do all of them. I don't, I don't mind sharing the coverage positions with fox and it's with their event it's that's fine it's their event yeah but i do hate being treated like a second class citizen when i'm trying to take photos and i got some guy oh. in fsn i can go back up you have to back up you that have to back up worst were you at the one at minneapolis unfortunately my final yes. my first and that final was, hockey that, day that was terrible getting bossed around as to where i could terrible. stand to take photos i was like Okay, Why? wait a minute. How many rinks have you stood in at midnight covering a regular season game? Zero? That's what I thought. 
I know, I know. I was like, why are you bossing me around? It's it's literally minus five out here right now, and I'm trying to take pictures at your event on our platform, which is fairly viable. 20,000 Twitter followers and counting. I know. 21, too. That's okay. My, my other note was this is the day where everybody pretends they know something about girls' high school. I agree, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but it, it is it is good for Edina and Andover, though. I mean, that game should have all the pomp and circumstance of. Should be good. Of a high school graduation. I mean, you know what? It's not their best, either of their best teams. They're going to be good, though. They'll both be top it's, four or it's five. It's not either of sure. their best teams, but there's still, still more talent so in good. that game than there would be. So good. Dinah's going to be light, light on the blue line. I think they, that's where they're going to be. Their week. They'll be great up front. And they have a great goaltender. But their blue line really is young. will be young this year. Yeah. I mean, they might be coming to their end of players that have been around for four years. Yeah. They got really lucky over the past four Lily or five Hendrickson years. Lily Henderson was there for like five years. Where they had girls that started crazy, in eighth grade. Crazy. Yeah. So, Wait, did I say they have a weak blue line? They have Vivian Jungle, so they do have she'll Vivian be on Jungle. the ice 50% of the time. So I think they'll be okay on the blue line. I take that back. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against Edina. I also wouldn't bet against Andover. But no. it should be a good game. I'm glad that it's going to be broadcast everywhere. All right, what's next? I hope next? they bring in some cool people like Car and Buy to <laughs> do the – I think that would be great. I know. I mean, who who I draws – Hockey Day Minnesota is also about eyeballs. It's not just about the quality of the game. I agree. So, speaking of quality, we got breakout teams for you. I know this is what everybody's been waiting around for. I can just I see people sitting at a laptop going, skip 15, skip 15, <laughs> skip 15, skip 15, <laughs> skip 15. Get to the three teams. Get to the three teams. I have three teams. <laughs> That's you what's have, on my piece have, of paper here. You have three teams. And I have a bunch of M's down. on one of them. That's I know. all I'm going to say. I'm going to take credit for one of them. Why? Because, Why? Because they're going to be a part of our preseason coverage. We're going to do a massive feature. They don't know this yet because I haven't reached out to either Will coach. Will they say yes to you, though? They might even say yes to you. Everybody I've asked has said yes. Good for Over them. the past three years. Good for you. All right, so I'm going to start. I'm going to go with Elk River. Let me tell you why. I view Elk just, River. There's a... Roadblock there, though. I view Elk River. I view Elk River a little bit like you have roadblock like a mid twenty ten Michigan State. Okay, they're just there, and it's a trap game for everybody. Who took Andover to was it three overtimes two years ago? Okay, Elk River took him to overtime three years ago. Maddie Christian is back. She had twenty seven goals and forty three points last year. They are always tough to play against physically. Haley Jusela, who was the MVP of our summer fest, and you know who wasn't there is Carly Humphrey. And Carly Humphrey wasn't wasn't even there. She was at Disney. I' sorry that I know that, but she's (laughs) bringing. Carly we can't make it to Summerfest. We're going to Disney. I'm like, all right, well, that sounds more fun than Summerfest. Yeah. So Carly Humphrey is back. Ashley Hess played every minute in goal last year. It's one of those teams that had a really good core at 10s, 12s, and 15s, and yep. now they're reaching this age where, okay, now it's time to put it all together. So Christian, Jusela, Humphrey, Hess, they're always hard to play against. I think they have a chance to make some noise in Section 7. They, they're usually the four seed. Is your noise like getting to the Section Final noise or actually playing at the X? Mm, hey, you throw in an injury or two, or if we're still <laughs> dealing with COVID. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right, all right. I'm all just right. throwing it out there. I like, right. I like Elk River That's this a, year. It's a reach, but I'll give it to you. Do I have That's to go the whole a? point of this. I, mine's not a reach. You're picking a team that was a goal away from going to state. This is the one I got I'm taking. Two the teams is, that were a goal away from going to state. This is the team I'm taking credit for, by the way. 
Apple Valley? No, Orono. That's I'm going first. We're starting double A. I'm, I'm starting Apple Valley. Okay. I got a bunch of M's here. I got Michaela Moran, who may might be the best top five forward in the state. And she's going to be Probably top a 10 in the freshman this year or a sophomore. I get her grade mixed up. She's been around for so she's long. She's an 06, which means she could be either a freshman or sophomore. It feels I like she, she should I be I think a she was an eighth grader last year and made third team all state or third team all metro. Okay. How good is that? Team all metro. Okay. Um, there's another M, her sister, Marie, who double digit points last year. 45. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, girls hockey. And expert. their goalie, uh, Macy Mueller. All M's. M, 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 M. She that played every team, minute last year. That team, granted, they're not as deep as an Eastview or a Burnsville, but I still think they're dynamic enough to make a run to the state tournament. Is that a situation where you let the first line do its thing and then you say, hey, lines two, three, and second defensive pair, you are playing Buckle a trap. Buckle your chin strap. Yep. Stand on that blue line. Just buckle your chin strap. Get dirty. Somebody just... Slide into somebody's legs. All right. All right. I got another Section 7 team. I have Duluth Marshall. They hung tough in the another section road final. Team. This they, team has a roadblock in front of them that they can't get past. Can you it's let called me, Proctor Hermitons. Read it's all the stuff I, I wrote down. I wrote down a lot of stuff. I'm just right. saying. I put in some effort. Give me a on team this. that can get past Duluth Marshall. Hung tough in last year's section final against Proctor Hermantown. They were down two to nothing going into the third period before allowing oh, four goals and losing six to nothing. But they gave Proctor Hermantown one of its closest games of the season in a 4-2 loss during the regular season. They do lose Marin Friday and Chelsea Pryor, which is a bummer. But they return Meredith Betker, who had 39 points last year. Ilsa Lindemann, another stud mm-hmm. from the Summerfest. She Between 20, the legs goal at Summerfest. 28 points last year. Kendra Royer had 16 points. And Katrina Thorson had 14 points last year. Okay. There you go. I think they could... Okay. You don't think they can get past Proctor Hermantown? No. What if What if they do? Then you are a smarter hockey guy than me. You're damn right. I, another set of dry erase marker bet on this one. I don't want the dry erase marker. I don't even have a dry erase board. <laughs> Buy me one of the boards. No, no, no. Ooh. You know what we should do? We should make one of the walls just a big a gigantic. I tried thing. doing that, and they, the the uh, management company would allow me. Well, we have a new management company now. Maybe they will. The old when I owned my own building before, I had a full walled full wall you didn't own your own yes building. i did didn't. yes i did didn't. south minneapolis whatever 2800 west east 40th street duluth, duluth marshall proctor hermantown in the section final bounce here or there duluth marshall's going to state no chance i Hail like duluth marshall. i like toppers. duluth marshall but you know what i like another team a little bit better in 7a it's another one of my breakout teams that's moose lake yeah Another girls that we saw, Sandra Ribich and Haley Clavu. We discussed this in her post-game Very interview. good players. I think with the right goaltending, is it Hartle, their goaltending? Mallory Hartle. Mallory Hartle, is Mallory Hartle. Um, I think this team, granted they're not as deep, but they've had a lot of success at the youth level. Eventually we're going to have a Moose Lake Rebels Photos. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go cover a game with Moose Lake in it, which excites. I'm me. good with that. State so champions, 2018, 12B so state champions. So am I. I am ready for that. So there is another breakout team. Is the Moose Lake Rebels? They hate cloquet, according uh, to Sandra. Yeah, I can see that. That's their biggest. They're rival. about 40 miles, 30 miles apart. I could see that up there. That makes you a rival. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. All right, I got a double-A team to end my three. Creighton Darham Hall went 11-6-2 last season. Um, good first year under Tony Scheid. He's a proven winner. He uh, 
coached at Woodbury prior to coming over to Creighton Durham Hall, and he won state championships with Stillwater in 07 and 08. I also think he's one of those guys who can <clears throat> win in the lobby. A lot of people know who Tony Scheid is. Key. You, you I'm get a you. you have a friend whose daughter is looking for a place to play. Maybe she doesn't like the association she's at. Maybe she doesn't get along with the high school coach. Somebody calls Tony. And Tony says, mm. "I'm ready." If if she wants to show up and compete for a spot, that's great. They bring back Lily Geist, who I believe was a transfer from Eastridge last year. She had 26 points. Hannah Fritz posted a nice line: nine six and one record, a one six eight goals against, a nine forty five save percentage, and a pair of shutouts. Sammy Metzel. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm screwing that up. And Lily Anderson, 19 and 15 points, respectively, and five of six of their varsity defenders. Yeah, that's a, that's a good squad. I, yeah. Again, what is their roadblock? What gets them into the state tournament? They're, they're in that same Apple Valley uh, section, right? So Apple Valley, Eastview, I can't keep Burnsville, up with all the section Section changes. realignment. You go check out your – hey, you're the – you're the one that loves girls hockey so much. I don't love them that much, according to you. Oh, my gosh. But I would say I think they're in that section now. Well, right now I'm trying to make sure that Lily Geist actually did go to Eastridge. There was a Geist at Eastridge, though. Yeah. Okay, you're looking something up there. I'm looking something up right now. While you're looking that up, I will give you my breakout team that you're going to try to take credit for. The only reason you deserve credit yeah, this for is, is this you is were my... at the section final with Orno and Lily Chisago. Fetch. So Fetch. I take that back. Lily Geist is not a transfer from Eastridge. There was another Lily. My bad. Sorry. I, I get those two confused. All right. Um, so Orno, uh, you were at the section final. You want to tell I me about that game? Because it was very entertaining. <laughs> I, I want to know how much you you're going to tell car. me. I want to tell you how much you're going to. You told me a lot about that game. I want to see how much. You know, I'm not very subtle. I want to see how subtle you can be about that game. Because there was a bad call, right? There was a bad call. It was not a bad call. Oh, but there was a call that was controversial. It it shouldn't have even been controversial. (laughs) No, no, no. no. I like this. So I took, I I think it was Isla Rice Camp. She was coming in on a breakaway. Was it in overtime or was it late in the third? I don't remember. She had a chance to, I think she had a chance to basically win the game. Uh, she came down on Chisago Lakes goaltender Anna Hansen, and Hansen came out and played the puck, and I have the sequence of pictures that I pulled off my chip because I knew there was going to be a problem. Hansen didn't make contact with her. Yep. She lost her skates Yep. and fell down. Uh, a trash can got thrown eventually. Thrown or kicked? After Okay. So after the overtime goal where Chisago Lakes scored and went on to state and everybody's going bananas because they played the game in Chisago Lakes, uh, a trash can did go flying <laughs> uh, into a wall. I didn't see who did it. And to be fair, it's not like it made a huge mess and nothing broke. You know, you pick up the trash can, you leave it right side up. It's fine. Yep. But yeah, that was an intense game. Orono had a shot. You yeah. called me and You're, you said Orono outplayed. They did. They really outplayed they really Chisago. Did. They're super deep, too. And I thought Chisago was, I saw Chisago Breck, and I thought Chisago was deeper than Breck. To say they're deeper than Chisago says, that's that statement there, that they were deeper and outplayed them is what caught my attention. And then you see all the, the girls from the 12A Orno West Tonka girls, a lot of them are Orno girls. Uh, over the last two years, we've seen these teams that are very good, very deep, um, I just think there's just way too much talent. And with Breck and Blake, you know, Blake no longer an A, Breck out of it. And I'm not saying Proctor Urbantown isn't – they're just not a daunting defending champion. Mm. I think 
I think Orno is going to be the team to beat this year. I think Proctor Hermantown's a daunting defending champion. I would, however, say that in a matchup between Chisago Lakes and Proctor Hermantown or Orono Proctor Hermantown, I would take Orono because I think Orono is deeper. Orono is also one of the fastest teams I've ever seen on ice. I, I, what I'm saying is, when I say daunting, um, Breck had, uh, when they won state two years ago, Olivia, the Olivia Mobile year, they had probably eight to ten high-end Division One players on their team. That's a daunting defending state champion versus Proctor Hermantown has one to three Division One players on its team. Fair statement? I would say yes. And those Division One-esque and players, like a, young. like a Hannah Graves, it's yeah. not like Hannah Graves is going into her senior year no, and she's got right. every offer in the world. She's still It is a very young team. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how Proctor Hermantown does against a normal schedule. Because Outside tradi- of the traditionally, Correct. they've always tried to play the hardest possible schedule. They, they come down for Metro year. sweeps pretty much every year and try to play some of the best teams. Uh, one quick note on Orono, I believe they return all six of their leading scores. A lot. They return it's so much talent, and they're so starting good. goaltenders. They're it's so good. So good. I agree. So there's my breakout team in a big way. Not just make it to state. I think they are. They got a shot to win the whole thing. They got a shot, over. top three. You know, you, you know, because the section's split, I think you could see Chisago and Orno, your section final could be a state final this year. You think so? Yeah, and I think Proctor Hermantown's in there. I think I think Izzy's got a nice team up in Warrow this year. Those 12 sophomores will be 12 juniors this year. They're going to be loaded. They'll be very good this year. Very good. So There's not a lot of competition up there either. No, but that's why they come down here six times. They're, they've got well, a I'm lot saying, of games this year. Yeah, but I'm saying section-wise. It's, yes. like, it's not like it was back in 2014 when it was Thief River. Thief River. And, yeah. and they were just loaded in that section. Yeah. Would you have got on an airplane and gone see Thief River World in 2014 if we had the When Thief River had Franny Marshall? Yeah, yeah I probably would have done yeah, that. You yeah, you did that for the boys. I did I did that for the boys, and it turned out to be a route. It was a good game, though. World, world. It was still the best section final game, section matchup. You had World? The World and East Grant. East Grant. They were both top four in the state. World kicked the crap out of I them. know they did, but before the game, we were looking at what section finals On to On paper, attend. it was the best one. Yes. That's and that was a I'm fun saying. experience. I got to do an interview with the section... AD and we chatted about what do we even talk about? It's the whole process of getting a facility ready and handling yes. the day to day because there's a lot that goes. It might just look like a game on paper, but there are so many logistical issues that go into it. And I got to talk to the facility director. I met a really nice gal who operates one of the two taxis in Thief River Falls, <laughs> and uh, I stayed in the Ritz Carlson. You also, did. I think it was like a Motel 3 or something. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was a good time. That was a good time. What are you looking forward to most for girls' high school hockey this year? A return to normalcy. Being able to play outside of your conference. I mean, one of the greatest tragedies of my lifetime has been that Andover team last year had to play in the Northwest Suburban. Every game. Not only does that suck – for Andover because they have girls that are kind of on the bubble yeah. of getting a scholarship or on the bubble of getting a high major, low major scholarship. If yes. they play a legitimate season and a player like, um, I'll go with Tyra Turner. I was going to say, committed, Ty- when you said, I was like, Tyra Turner. She's committed one. to St. Anselm. I've always thought she was a player that with could be one better. more really good year, year could agreed. get that 
power five type offer. I agree. If they played a legitimate schedule and she piles up, you know, 40 points at 20 and 20 year, which is very in reach for a player like Tyra, she could have gone from a St. Anselm commit to a Mankato yep. commit. And Tyra worked for us last summer at the NAFE tournament in Blaine. She did. She did a nice job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she's a fan favorite and I know she's a coach favorite. That coaching staff time. really likes Tyra Turner, but the fact that they had to play, no offense, Blaine. They had to play Blaine, you know, however many times. Champlain Park, Coon Rapids, however many times. Anoka yeah. Spring Lake Park, however many times. Their their numbers were so distorted. They were. It, it was, was bad. It was really bad. And I think that hurt them down the line. Because you look at Edina that got to play the late conference over and over again. That's fine with them. They get Eden Prairie. They get Minnetonka. They get quality games. I'm looking forward. What I'm looking forward to most is the cloud the Edina Andover cloud at least temporarily is gonna dissipate a little there bit. There are cracks. There are cracks. There are so cracks. so this year there's gonna be new stories. Like Centennial is a great story. They merged with Spring Lake Park. I think they're gonna have a really deep roster. They're gonna upset and surprise some teams, you know, with the great goaltender and Caitlin Gross. That the fun new stories are going to come out of the woodwork where it felt like, even in the COVID year, it felt like last the last two years we just were waiting for Andover and Edina to play in the state championship game, and it was just a matter of time, you know what I mean? Counting down the minutes, it's just counting the minutes down, you know, or like, or like, for example, Breck just seemed Breck and Warroad just seemed like they were just this cloud that were over our head the last three years. It seems like the clouds are going to, especially when. that way? Especially when St. Paul United lost that big yes. crop they had, and then it became a two-horse race. Yeah, it just seems like now we got it's a little bit more open. I think there's going to be some lines. new stories this year. Minnetonka's got as much talent as anyone. Just, just this Minnetonka transfer portal is a story in of itself. When that, when when school opens in Minnetonka, and we will find out. All of these when people. When does it open? I think it's probably on it, Tuesday. Tuesday, right? So when those schools start to open, we can confirm that these people are attending this school, and that's that's when really uh, Pandora's box gets opened up, and we're going to know a lot of this yeah. stuff. Well, Tonka's you know? got as much talent as anyone. Orono's got a shot to win it all in Class A, which are two new stories for us. Yeah, right. I which makes it exciting for me, and I still think those old guards. Like like Edina and Andover are going to have something to say. They're going to have something to say about it. And know? Andover is still super super talented. Edina is still super super talented. Gentry Academy is still around. Oh, they were yeah. the best Class A team that I saw last year. Yep. Outside of that, and State how fun is that going to be to watch them play Double A? Right. They're. All, I would already consider them <laughs> almost a top ten Double A team. Oh, for sure they are. Which makes it exciting. And again, that comes back to you click on the Gentry Academy website and try to find who's on that roster. Maybe they picked up a couple of really good players. I don't know. Never, I, never know. You never know, do you? You know what? I had one final question. Are there okay. any players from that Anoka Spring Lake Park co-op that are now going to be absorbed into Centennial? Are there any players there that they could pull off the top? Because Centennial has a lot of returning talent, too. Um. I don't know Spring Lake Park, Anoka's teams that well. Okay. Um, I do know that uh, Grace Lager, who's a girl who plays in our Team Minnesota program, is a Spring Lake Park girl, and she's planning on trying out for the varsity. And you've seen Grace now. She's been the MVP. She's got, she's got three or four MVP, MV, YHH MVP plaques in her bedroom, I'm sure. Yeah. And she will make 
hey, um, there's another seventh grader who could end up playing varsity too, J.C. Chatland, who's got a fair share of plaques. Can you imagine those two seventh graders making a mark at the high school level as a seventh grader in double A? And we're talking high level double A at, at Centennial Spring Lake Park. Yeah, I almost don't like that though. Well, I'm not a fan of it either. But if they're good enough, I mean, if they're if they're good enough and both of their families are pretty hockey savvy. They know what they're signing up for when you're a seventh grader on a really good class two A team. Yep. It's not like being a seventh grader on a low end A team where yeah you might get the ice time that you're expecting. Correct. If they're seventh graders on a varsity, um, I'm not both- saying they're on the varsity. I'm not saying they made the team. I'm, I don't choose the teams. <laughs> I'm just saying it could be an, a, a storyline. It could be one of those things where they go out and they score a bunch of goals, and there's KSTP. You know, if I had hey, to, this girl's in seventh grade, but they're both really good players. If I had to pick a final four right now for two A, be Tonka and over Edina and Centennial. <laughs> I like it. Centennial's I like it. Really, really good. They had a legitimate shot to go into the final four last Especially year. Especially with the getting, goaltending. I mean, Caitlin Gross is just, just such a so stopper. Good. You know what I mean? She's so good. All right. I think we've lauded enough praise onto everybody. I think we've done our due diligence. Thanks uh, my, for having me on. My last I, I really enjoyed it. closing arguments. Okay. Good. Oh, it's I thought totally, we were done. It's totally blank, though. All right. All That's right. okay. I think we're done. All right. Um, thanks for coming on this ride with us. This has yeah. been a good time. We gave you just under an hour of pure unfiltered well kind of filtered this show is this show is awesome i enjoyed being on it this one time and and look forward to listening like i do every week catching up on girls (laughs) i do i I love podcasts listening for mistakes no i don't even listen i listen to it because (laughs) i love staying in touch with the girls game and it's fun to kind of see how you guys have grown from 50 listeners on your first shot at it now you're well over 300 it's great that there are 300 people out there listening to you guys talk talk about girls hockey and it just keeps growing each year it's fun to watch well we appreciate that that's uh i know we want to work on distribution a little bit more next year because i asked a couple of the players at summerfest was like oh do you listen to the podcast there's a high school hockey podcast for girls crap that means we gotta i know promote a little bit harder but we might look at doing some coach interviews during the season maybe a couple of player interviews maybe even uh somebody outside the player coach realm we're gonna try to spice things up this year I thought we we do for the boys. We do a player interview each week. I thought that would be oh, we're gonna double our listenership. It doesn't do much, you know. It depends on who the kid is. No, I mean, the, I thought the needle would go. You would see the needle raise. There would be more yep. listeners. It's just not that many more. But that doesn't matter as long as his family hears it or her family hears it, and their team hears the interview. That's all that really matters, and 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 that's how if you do twelve of them a year, now there's twelve more you know kicks at the can i would say for for listenership and we appreciate the listenership for this show big time absolutely it's almost like going to games during the regular season and interviewing coaches afterward it doesn't change our page view numbers Mm -mm. at all but it gets you in front of the coaches and you can kind of chat a little bit and then when you need something or you send them a text or give them a call they know who it is and they're not going to send you straight to voicemail correct correct well now that we've shared all of our trade secrets uh for tony scott for peter Adney, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in like three months, two, two and a half. Two and a half. It'll it'll be here before you know it. We'll check you later.